This time on episode 331 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss Iron Fist, season 2, episode 5, Heart of the Dragon, and season 2, episode 6, The Dragon Dies at Dawn, and weekly Marvel news. I'm David S. Dawson from the Intellectual Podcast, a show that spotlights creatives from all walks of life, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredibly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director S.P. And I'm Agent Michelle. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, May 10th, 2020, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast timeline wide via www.geeks.live come and join our live chat as we record michelle happy national clean up your room day no tell me what to do man i'm I'm not telling you what to do it's national day (laughs) calendar that's telling you what to do it's saying it's time to clean up your room fine i'll go clean up my room Besides, it is Mother's Day, so maybe it coincided to be close to Mother's Day, and today it just, this year it just falls on Mother's Day so that kids can clean up the room for their moms today? Yeah, I just, you know, I really wasn't that bad cleaning my room. Also, my mom was like, well, if it's a mess in there, you just suffer with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a certain zen that goes with it, right? So a clean yeah. room, it, it's a lot better zen, and the messier it gets, the more bogged down you get and that sort of thing. So yes, I do need to clean up my room. So maybe we should get through the show so I could go clean up my room and have happy zen. Yes, you can, you can do the whole Marie Kondo thing, you know, hold everything and see if it sparks joy. Really? Okay. I might try that. I've also, I might need to clear some so. In the morning and right before I go to the bed, I've been doing yoga. I've been uh, doing just, I would say random, but I've actually picked them out, uh, videos on YouTube for morning and evening yoga to stretch out in the morning and relax at night before you go to bed, and as well as work on my general flexibility. And I've been doing it right outside this door in the great room because there's enough space in there, but I'm thinking... I don't have to come down in the morning and do yoga. I could do it in my bedroom, but in order to do that, I got to clear out a couple of things and well, maybe I need to clean up my room. So I, now I have two reasons to clean up my room. Oh, okay. You go do that after we talk Iron Fist. Do we have to? Again, I'm going to state for the record, this is on you, Mr. Completionist. On you. I will have to say, yeah, I, I will take the hit here. Anyway, we are going to continue on with the show so we can basically get these episodes over with uh, legends of shield is a fan-based podcast on the abc television show marvel's agents of shield stay tuned more news on that later in the show the multiple marvel small screen series like the netflix defender series and iron fist and the marvel cinematic and comic book universes in general because of doing background checks before dates if you'd like to talk to us about uh, minor background checks before dates, you can leave us a note on our webpage, legendsofshield.com. You can leave us a voicemail, 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You can leave us a message about your general dating routine and criteria on our Facebook page, which you can find at Legends of Shield Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Legends of Shield. You can leave a comment about dating on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash geek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network, which does not have a dating app associated with it. No, it does not. So, Michelle, we have two agents that haven't been with us for a while. One is Agent Lauren. And she found herself having to do work tonight. Sigh. The other one is Agent Haley, and she still has hardware issues, so 
I'm not sure if she's going to be able to join us before the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season or not, but we will stand in there. Also, I want to say one last thing. We try to have Waffles, which is Chris from another GunnaGeek.com podcast, play comics with us last week. We said we might try to have him on this week. Well, along the way, I actually had a two-hour troubleshooting session with him last Wednesday. So we record on Sunday night. So about halfway through the week, Wednesday night, I had uh, some time off. So I told my troubleshoot with him and it just looks like it's not going to work until he gets a new computer. Hardware limitations is the reason why he couldn't join us. But uh, stay tuned to this week's Better Podcasting. I'll be going all over those technical details. So that'll be Better Podcasting episode 225. But Chris wanted to be here and he did watch the episodes and I have lots to say about what he had to say about them, which is basically what I believe both Michelle and I have to say about the episode. So we'll get to that in a second. So anything else to say before we jump into this? You are still the master of promoing another podcast right in another podcast. That is, you're still the master of doing that. It's been a while since I've done this on this show, though. Hey, you still got it. I did. It was a two for one, too. I got two I shows in there. Yeah. Okay. Well. If you have nothing better to say than that, we'll get on with the show. Iron Fist Season 2 premiered on Netflix September 7th, 2018. We are under two years of when it first came out. The two episodes that we will be talking about today are Season 2, Episode 5, Heart of the Dragon, and Season 2, Episode 6, The Dragon Dies at Dawn. Michelle why don't you take us through the creative team of The Heart of the Dragon? This episode was directed by one of my favorites, Marzi Almas, who has 33 directing credits starting in 2001, including nine episodes of Smallville, two Being Human, two of Defiance, one Dark Matter, two episodes of Lucifer, five of The Hundred, one Iron Fist, two Outlander, four Legends of Tomorrow, two Jessica Jones, and one Batwoman. This episode was written by Declan Debarra, has eight writing credits starting in 2003, including eight episodes of Funky Fables, one Cannibals, ten Roy, ten of the originals, one Iron Fist, and one episode of The Witcher. When I was watching the credits at the beginning of this episode, I saw Marsley Elmas and I was like, oh, it's going to be a great one. I love her directing. And you can tell by her resume, it's just been amazing. There was even a couple episodes of Defiance in there. I did Voices of Defiance. We've covered her before on Legends of Tomorrow, Jessica Jones. So she is very well known to both Michelle and I, and it was great seeing her name in the credits. It gave me joy, which is kind of a rare thing at this point in time in Aaron Fist. But like I said, we'll get to that later. The Dragon Dies at Dawn was directed by Philip John, who has 36 directing credits, which started in 1987, including two episodes of Murphy's Law. Five episodes of Sugar Rush, 11 episodes of Being Human. I'm assuming this is the American version of Being Human. Six episodes, or I guess it could be British. Six episodes of Downton Abbey, four episodes of Outlander, one episode of Stan Lee's Lucky Man, one episode of Iron Fist, which is this one, one episode of Cloak and Dagger, one episode of The Runaways. So we have covered Philip recently. And 12 episodes of Bang. This episode was written by Matthew White, who has three writing credits starting in 2016, including an episode of Marco Polo, one episode of Happy, and one episode of Iron Fist, but was the executive story editor on a total of 10 episodes. The Iron Fist season two showrunner was Raven Metzner, and Iron Fist, the show, is based on the Marvel comic of the same name by Roy Thomas and Gil Kane. Do I dare say what i normally say at this point in time is we often link the theme of the episode to the title of the episode and the title of the first episode was heart of the dragon michelle what's the theme of the episode do i dare it i would say it's davos taking the iron fist from danny and claiming to be a better iron fist than danny i guess you know having more of the heart of the dragon than danny ever did and then the next episode was also dragon titled, titled The Dragon Dies at Dawn. We didn't really have any of the main cast die. A, a lot of the triad did. But what do you think of this title as for the theme of the episode? They try to capture Davos. Maybe the idea of the dragon dies. Davos is really 
the serpent. Danny isn't the Iron Fist, so doesn't have the dragon anymore. I guess maybe that's it because you're right. No one really dies. It's more like in these two episodes, the concept of the Iron Fist is altered. The concept of the dragon dies. I think that's what they're going for. Perhaps. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine there. I, I don't know either. Perhaps if our co-hosts were here, they could enlighten us on what their takes of it are. So we both kind of focused in on a main theme right away of these two episodes. And I think you put it more eloquently than I did about Davos. So what's up with Davos? I mean, what is his underlying motivation right now? The boy's got mama issues. No, you don't say. <laughs> Man parents this is the thing about davos the writers really they could have done davos in a way that made him right there's nothing better than having a villain or an antagonist who is right we learned from the flashback that davos's mother wanted him to be the iron fist she was training him to be a champion and we see that scene where we learn this mantra that he had to say uh, with practice comes mastery, with mastery comes knowledge, with knowledge comes strength, and his mother would hit him with the cane. We also learn that the Iron Fist must remain above all others, chaste, pure, without wife, family, or friends. That I did not know. I did not know that the Iron Fist was basically a Jedi with a magic fist. That's what that reminded me of. But. We find out that Davos wants to make his mother proud. There was that scene where he was saying goodbye because he was going to retrieve Danny. Do you have anything to say? I might not come back. And she doesn't say anything. And he would kill his father. He has mama issues and he's a vegetarian that kills. That's Davos. That's all that he is now. Well, he doesn't kill animals, but he kills humans. Humans, right. He's a vegetarian who kills humans. And I would say he's not pure. I would say, you know, you were saying before that you have to remain chaste and pure. I don't think he's pure at all. And he's definitely not chaste. He had to not be chaste in order to get the bolt. Yeah, I, the, chaste, the chaste part, let's leave that part. But being pure, he, I really thought this season was going to be that whole idea of what the Iron Fist is now getting perhaps trying to find Shenlong or everything. It's now really just about these two boys fighting over who gets to have the magic fist. And here's the thing, Jessica Jones, we just did Jessica Jones season two, where they were able to tell this personal story, but there were still larger ramifications because they were investigating IGH but there was also another big threat to, you know, New York, like her mother was a threat and uh, what Trish was undergoing, that was a threat with her life. And then we had the outshoot, you know, with like Jerry and stuff. This is frustrating because when Colleen and Misty would get interesting, it's like the writers and director would, would be realize that, oh, they're more interesting. So now we need to diminish them. And Colleen's just become this whole, I got to take care of Danny right now. And her plot line has just been dumped right now because we have to focus on Danny and the little boy thing. And, oh, I did not like these two episodes. It was tough to get through them. And <laughs> that was part of what Chris was saying is this just keeps on getting worse and worse. And he said the first time around when this originally came out, he and his wife would watch all of these series. And he said he just could. They got through episode four and that was it. They quit. I think they quit at a good time. He did watch, and both of them actually watched episode five and six. He said it was really bad. That's not the reason why he's not on the show this week. He actually wanted to talk about, he said it would be fun talking about how bad it was, but he's going to watch the rest of it since he's gone this far. And I don't know if I would have, if I wasn't podcasting, I don't know after episode six, if I wouldn't have gone further. These episodes were very slow. There wasn't a lot of good pacing in them. There was a couple of great fights, which we'll talk about. But when you're talking about 
how Jessica Jones was versus this. Yes, very much so. They tried to do that in this show of having more impact to the city, citywide, because it's triad. It's a big war with the triad, but it's just not coming off as something that's going to affect the entirety of the city. It's like it's just in like back rooms and it's not citywide sort of thing that the whole city isn't cowering. I will say without spoilering anything with Luke Cage that Luke Cage was much more like Jessica Jones, where it was city affecting or at least a portion of the city affecting versus this, which only seems to be a handful of people. So it is frustrating because it could be and it's just not making it yet. Was this the first one that was canceled? I think so. It's not surprising to me after getting this far into it. Now, I can't say anything about the final four episodes yet. We'll get there in the next couple of weeks. But so far, I can kind of see it being the first one canceled because even Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, which I both watched in season two, they were fine in comparison to this. I wouldn't have canceled them over their storyline and their story arc and their story pacing. This one was just tough. They had a few things they had to get through, but and they were kind of interesting but it took too long in my opinion. So we'll get to those. Now you brought up Misty and Colleen. And I just want to say that they were the redeeming value, even though Colleen's storyline was shelved, they were the redeeming value of these two episodes because you could watch them and you could watch their adventures and think, okay, this is the show I want to see because this was the most interesting part. Yeah. I want to see Captain Misty and Detective Colleen daughters of the dragon i want that's the show i want give me that show that that scene where they go to the crane sisters was the best part of both of these episodes yeah i will say especially the fight and then the interrogation afterwards where they mm-hmm. came to terms and everything also the biggest scene of the previous episode episode five was the fight in joy's loft between the two of them and not really joy but i mean she was there but mary walker so out of these two episodes that was the big action that occurred it was less than five minutes of the whole thing of the whole two hours and then you had the fight at the end with uh walker danny and davos which they try to get davos you don't know where davos is i'm sure davos gets away and it really wasn't much of a fight either because danny was so broken true he took like one punch and he was down, and then Davos just mauled him with another punch when he was down and broke his leg. That was it. It was a good confrontation, and you knew Danny was stalling in order for Walker to come over and inject him and, and knock him out. And it eventually worked, but it worked after they both got the crap knocked out of him. So you could say it was kind of a big epic clash, but it wasn't a good fight. It wasn't a good battle. It was just they actually had to meet together. And go through this to establish the plot moving forward. It really wasn't a great fight, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you had Davos offering to Danny, fight by my side, learn from me, and we can be a proper Iron Fist team together, something like that. Obviously, that's off the table now. Right. So, a couple of things that I took from Colleen and Misty before we get too far away from that Ward is described as being tall, dark, and arrogant. I love that description of Ward because it's all true, right? And then Ward called Misty's arm the Maserati arm, which was great. So now she's got a Maserati. It's her arm, but she's got one. And then also, Claire is not available. Usually when a superhero so far in the series gets beaten the crap out of, all of a sudden, the night nurse comes, Claire comes, and and it's taken care of, but she's not, we're not going to see her in Iron Fist. I'll just go that far. So it's very disheartening on that, not to see her in a, in a spot that she should have been. And that hurt when I saw that and I saw what was going on and they even mentioned Claire, it just hurt that she couldn't be there. And uh, Although if she was there, would it be too cliche at this point to have Claire show up every time one of these guys gets beaten to a pulp? Well, that was part of her character, and it was always interesting how she was and that unifying character, the one they would go to. I liked it. 
I did too, but I didn't know. I, I mean, I like a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't like, so I didn't know if that was a uh, bridge too far. It is called out in the second episode that Davos's fists are not yellow, they're red. I don't know the significance of that other than it's not yellow. And the tattoo that he has on his back is of a serpent. It's not of a dragon. So maybe it has something to do with that, or maybe it has something to do with the fact that he's not supposed to have the powers, or maybe it has something to do with the fact with he's just an evil person to begin with, and it manifests, the power manifests differently. I don't know any of that. I just know that it's red, not yellow. Yeah. You know, there's that interesting conversation between Danny and Ward, where Danny talks about when he would feel there was this connection that he had with the dragon and opening up and feeling its raw power and its rage and almost losing himself in it. And then Ward also talking about like comparing that with like the anger and rage that he feels that made him go to, you know, narcotics and such. They had that sort of conversation, but yeah, we do assume that's going to be yellow because it's the yellow outfit, the yellow mask and stuff. So we've assumed that's supposed to be yellow. We did find more about the transference. We found more about the fact that it had to be the skin of a dragon. We found out that there had to have been a certain tattoo. And we find out why the Crane sisters were. So we find all that out through the interview with the Crane sisters. Now they have to try to replicate it. And there was a timing aspect, which I'm not sure they're going to be able to find that out in specific determination before the transfer goes back. Because I just don't think that this series is going to end with Davos retaining the Iron Fist. I think we're going to see a transfer back to Danny Rand for the final four episodes, maybe the last episode or something like that. I just can't believe that they would leave the series with Davos being the Iron Fist. No, I don't think so. Either there's going to be no Iron Fist or Davos. Davos is definitely not going to be the Iron Fist. Whether it's Danny or somebody else or there's no Iron Fist left, it's just not going to be Davos. Davos will be taken care of. Another main character, which we have in the series so far, is Mary Walker. We find out the differences in the personalities where Walker wants the cabin away from everything and Mary actually doesn't want it. She doesn't want to be stuck there. I don't know if she's just more of a people person and needs to be around people more than Walker does. I'm not sure. But we find out more about the differences between the two. And I will have to say badass people. I'm actually slapping my own hand. Bad SP because I didn't realize that Mary Walker was played by Alice Eve, who played one of my favorite characters in Star Trek. In this particular case, it was the 2013 Star Trek Into Darkness, Dr. Carol Marcus. I didn't realize that was her. So bad SP. I would actually say that it was good on the actor's part. I like it when you don't immediately know the actor you're just taken in by their performance so much that you're into the story and you're into their performance so don't beat yourself up it's not bad sp i do really like alice eve and i I really enjoyed her in star trek it could have been the hair color because dr carol marcus was more of a blonde yeah so it just could have been that that threw me off or whatever i guess i'm not the most i could be fooled by clark kent and the glasses that's not superman that's clark kent I would be fooled by that, apparently, if Alice can do that to me with hair color changes. Probably me, too. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm not going to be all here like, oh, I could tell. No, probably not. I think this is the first time that we've seen a superhero with an actual stocked med kit in their place. Oh, it's a good med kit. I mean, we have Batman. Batman has his own cave and has whatever, but... I meant in the Defenders universe. Oh, yes. Yes. Because this is a lot more than a stapler duct tape and some cheap whiskey. This is an actual first aid kit with proper sanitation and gloves and proper stapling. Because there's a difference between a stapler that you use for paper and a stapler that you use for wounds. This actually had the proper stapler for wounds. It was just like this little mini urgent care box. Although I do have a gripe. I actually have a big gripe. And if Lauren was here, she'd be griping left, right, and backwards. So I'll speak up a little bit for her. Of course, I'm not as knowledgeable about human physics or the human physique as she is. But Danny Rand was in with the lost kids and he was literally coughing up blood. Like he had internal bleeding and he's coughing up blood. This 
doctor, who's actually Ward's sponsor, uh, known as Bethany, she comes in. She's an anesthesiologist, so yay, she's actually got some medical training. All she does is clean out the womb and staple it. She does nothing about the internal damage. Danny's still in trouble, and he's supposed to rest for 24 hours, and he will be just fine to walk after that? Really? No, he needs to be in a hospital. (laughs) Needs to be (laughs) sedated in a hospital where he cannot move so that he doesn't disrupt his internal organs, which are fractured at this point. Yeah, you can die quicker from internal bleeding a lot of times than just, you know, like he had that small little cut on his, and that was bleeding, but it seems as though he might have been bleeding even more on the inside, and you'll die from that first. Oh, just take him to a hospital. Come on. You're rich enough to go in the back way. Come on. There's always that way to do the rich part. Don't. They're richer than Patsy Walker, so they wouldn't have been able to have done it. Let's just put it that way. Oh, yeah. They're rich enough to do a lot of things. And even Mary Walker wanted, what, half a million dollars? And they kind of scoffed at it. I mean... Even if you're rich, half a million dollars is a half a million dollars. But I'm like, you got the cash. It's no big deal. It's not like you don't have it and you can't obtain it. You can give this to her. Oh, and remember how I was talking about white boy privilege in the first couple episodes with Danny? Boy, he turned that on in these two episodes. He went from being, I'm one of the people I've been in this neighborhood. Don't you know me from, you know, working with. Albert, you know, I'm one of you to just completely dropping that into, I could give you all this money. I could put you up forever. You wouldn't have to work forever. You wouldn't have to work at all. Just, I'll give you all this money. Just immediate switch into rich privilege. Let me give you all this money to make this go away. Which I guess would have really worked if they would have understood the amount of money that they could actually get. It wasn't just food and shelter. They could have all been set up. They could have all had their own Maseratis and not be an arm. They could have literally had Maseratis and kind of blew it. Exactly. I do have something to say about the fights a little bit more. Jessica Henwick, who plays Kling, it looks like she does her own stunts and she does them phenomenally. In the two fights that we saw, maybe that's where the fights were because they didn't have to do fight choreography with extras or whatever. Misty looked like Misty Knight was played by a stunt woman. Colleen, it looked like it was her. So my kudos to Jessica Henwick. Either she did the stunts or she did them good enough that the stunt person that came in afterwards, they were able to impose her face a little bit better and stuff like that. But it, it was it was great seeing her. I don't know her martial arts background, so I don't know what she's really capable or not. I don't know what kind of camera speed motion they played in any of this or whatever. I just want to tip my hat to Jessica for doing such a great job with the fight scenes. It was uh, again, highlights of the episodes, which is why I brought it up again. There is a dangling thread in all this. Davos brought up the kids. He didn't ask to put them on the list. By the way, the guy driving them around the uh, New York city with the one eye, I think that's the cop, the undercover cop. No, the undercover cop is in the hospital. This is the guy, uh, Mrs. Yang stab. Oh, okay. That's who that is. Gotcha. So he's driving him around and then Davos brings up the point of, you know, what's going on with the kids because they were following us and he doesn't want to put them on the list yet, but that is not over with. These kids have been in the series for a reason and it wasn't just to maybe not give Danny Rand back this episode. I think there's more to these kids, BB and the rest as it goes forward. And Davos is going to inject himself. And as a matter of fact, Davos might start to hide around in their lair because he knows where it is and might bring some interesting things to the neighborhood going forward as hostages or something like that. Because he'll find out that they're important to Danny and to Colleen. I hope it's not hostages. Maybe disciples. Maybe he wants his own. Could be. And that guy is just having this list and. I mean, eventually, he's going to run out of people. And then he's going to have to try to find out criminal who criminals are outside of Chinatown. Because it seems as though Davos wants to kill all the ones on this guy's list. It doesn't matter 
who they are. It's just, I'm going to just kill all these people. Well, I think Davos is going to kill this guy too, because he has no redeeming qualities other than he's been chauffeuring around and telling him where to go. So it makes it easier for him. I think this guy's dead anyway. Oh, well, I know Davos is kind of twisted. He offered Danny partnership. He offered Joy partnership. And he has offered this guy a partnership. This guy has taken us up on his offer. Maybe if he remains loyal. Again, Davos's logic is Davos's logic. It's fair. Also, I don't really care about what happened in the episode. I, I really don't because they didn't set it up well at all. But Joy, played by Jessica Stroop, she did an amazing job of just coming out and saying, yeah, I wanted to hurt you, Danny. And Ward, what were you thinking? That sort of thing. And there was the whole brother-sister thing back and forth that they had. I think Jessica's acting was really good. I just don't care about it because it's part of the story I really don't care about. Yeah. I mean, I get it. They hurt you. You wanted to hurt them back. Now you hurt them back and now you have nothing besides a guy who wants to kill you. Great job, rich people. Well, we only have four more episodes left of these rich people, and then we can move on to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Do you have anything left to say about these two episodes that we haven't covered already? No, let's go. Let's move on. Okay. So next Sunday, we're going to be talking about Iron Fist Season 2, Episode 7, Morning of the Mindstorm, and Episode 2, Season 8, Citadel on the Edge of Vengeance, and that will be our penultimate Iron Fist episode ever. Well, we have a bit of news, and that is about the Season 7 trailer uh, about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And SP, you did an analysis of it. I did. I watched the trailer, which came out about a week ago. I think while we were recording, maybe slightly after we recorded, the Season 7 trailer, and I want to say final trailer, but the first Season 7 true trailer came out. We had a teaser trailer that came out at the end of the previous season back in August of 2019 is now May of 2020 and we have 17 days until the season 7 premiere of Agents of Shield is out there and I just watched the two trailers I was like these look an awful lot alike so the, for the first minute 19 of the trailer it's basically the same they're the scene where you see the Chromicons come in and steal the face that's like the first minute and 19 seconds of both trailers they're a minute and 35 long about 90 second trailers but for the next 16 seconds or so of the trailer we get to see new footage with this trailer there's some overlap footage but we get to see new trailers so we'll start with the overlay words the overlay words of the old trailer were it's only a matter of time so they changed that, those three play cards that were on the screen, to their final mission, change the past, to rescue the future. Okay, I mean, nothing really news there, right? Right. Then they go into a series of clips. There are more clips in the new trailer than the old trailer, but they cover about the same amount of time. And I just believe that that's all the footage that they really had at the time that this teaser trailer came out in August. They did a good job with the teaser trailer that they had, but there was almost no special effects with it. There were some, but there was almost no. So what did we get that was the same? You had Coulson in the chamber. You know, Coulson is now transformed. So you had Coulson in the chamber. You have Enoch running. I assume it's Enoch. It looks like Enoch. He's running towards a city, which is disappearing right in front of him. You have guards next to a warhead on a rocket. That's the same in both trailers. Either that's a practical effect or they did an, a very early CGI on the tip of the rocket. You also have a picture of a Hydra, and I'm not sure if it's a ring or the tip of a, a pen, maybe the, the back end of a pen. I'm not sure. It's one or the other, but it's a Hydra symbol. And they both end, both trailers end, with Zephyr 1 flying into the Empire State Building, which is under construction, which is, I believe is how we left Season 6, right? Yeah, I think so. So Zephyr 1 gets closer to the Empire State's building, which is in construction. It's 1931. 
That hasn't changed. The year 1931 hasn't changed. In the old clips, which you get, which you don't get in the new trailer, you get Daisy, which I think it's a different scene, but it appears like she's watching Coulson in the chamber. So they string those back to back where it appears that Daisy is watching Coulson. I think it's a different scene. Then there is a back alley shooting followed by somebody falling into a pool. And the way the two scenes run, it's almost like it's the same scene. Like they're shooting a guy in the back and the guy is going into the pool. It looks like the guy is being shot in a back alley. And then it looks like a guy is going into the pool of like a hotel or something like that, which is not in a back alley. So I don't know if those scenes are really meant to stream together or not. It doesn't really tell us anything. It's just, okay, this is 1931. You have gangsters, that sort of thing. You see in the original teaser trailer, an actual depiction of a 1930s street. Now this actually could have been something I didn't analyze the cars that you can see parked on there, but the street in New York city in the thirties, it actually could have been an agent Carter and they just pulled the footage for this. I don't know, but they showed that. And then they did have some CGI of a Titan four looked like rocket. So it's a Titan rocket. It's got one main rocket and it's got two solid rocket boosters on the side. And it just looks like a Titan four rocket while it's taking off from the lighthouse launching pad area. So we see that in the old one. You do not see it in the new trailer. Here are things that you see in the new trailer. You see a lot more of the actors, the actual main actors of the show. You see Mac and Simmons are the ones watching Coulson in the trailer, in the chamber. People only say trailer, but it's in the chamber. You see almost most of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. There's like five or six of them on a street and they're turning their heads. I guess to them it would be right to left. You see Coulson as a gangster with a Tommy gun shooting, and it looks like he's shooting a Chromicon, not our Enoch, but another Chromicon. You see a super doing a force uppercut, and it looks like it should be Quake, but honestly, I couldn't look at the face good enough to see if it was actually Daisy Johnson. I couldn't tell. I think it's supposed to be her, but who knows? It could be somebody else. You see Yo-Yo and Deke inside a room and Deke has a gun up and Yo-Yo just kind of looks stunned a little bit. You see May tilting her head. So it was a nod to May, literally and figuratively. Uh, you do see, and I couldn't tell by watching the clip a couple of times, you see a force leap in the cargo bay of Zephyr 1 from one character to another. So some sort of battles going on back there, but I don't know what's going on back there. You see Mac. Director Mac, he's got this force stick, and I don't know what the force stick is, but think in terms of like a cattle prod, right? And it's got a, a light on the bottom. He jams it to the floor of, it looks like the cargo bay of Zephyr 1, and it has a force ring that goes out and blows out some uh, maybe Chromicons. You see Yo-Yo and a couple other characters next to the big drive that's on Zephyr 1, and then you see Coulson and Daisy talking back and forth, and Coulson says, you gotta save Hydra to save S.H.I.E.L.D. Which, oh my gosh, we have to save Hydra. So that's in the new clip versus what we got before. I brought you all up to speed. Are you okay with it? Yeah. Anything hit your fancy? I really hope they do time travel a lot better than all the other time travel stuff I've been having to watch over the past year. In all fairness, you knew this was coming for a year so. Yes, but. All the other time travel stuff that came after, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just, again, but I'm looking forward to it because it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I'm sure they'll do it much better. And we get to see all of our favorite characters back. And even though they've brought back Coulson for the third time, I won't do anything about that, but yay. I'm actually clutching my Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. security blanket right now, oh. which is your box, my box. Yeah. Coulson's little box. I got the box. I'm sorry. It's just he's come back for a third time. Can't stay dead. Clark Gregg's face has come back three times, but this is not Coulson anymore. This is something different. Okay. Sure. I just want to keep the actor around. <laughs> I do too. I love Clark Gregg, but I think the show could work with Ming-Na and, yeah, and everyone. No, again, love Clark Gregg, but it still would have worked with him 
not back. And just because I was watching these trailers on YouTube, I literally brought them up side by side. I was watching them just because of that. My YouTube suggestions came up with the actual season one Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. trailer and uh, Brett Dalton came up, you know, Agent Ward came up and I was like, ah, it's Brett Dalton. That's great. Uh, And I remember this past year seeing him on Hallmark. He was in one of the true (laughs) stories. And it was so weird seeing he was so giddy and happy and goody two shoes and totally not Agent Ward. But that's what actors do. You know, after playing such a bad guy on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you got to have a goody two shoes role. If you want to stay versatile, I mean, if you want to play the bad guy for the rest of your life, that's fine. There's plenty of character actors that do that. Exactly. But I guess he wanted to go giddy two shoes. So, all right. I'm looking forward to this 17 days, 17 days. And then we will record on the Thursday, May 28th. I don't know if we've announced that on this show yet or not. We're going to switch our recording days from Sundays to Thursday nights. So we will be recording the night after the episode airs. You ready for that? Yes, actually. May 28th will be our first night that we record on Thursday. It'll be the first Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode and it will be the second episode that we record that week because we will record Sundays up to that point and we will go from the season finale, the series finale of Iron Fist to the season seven premiere of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm sure that's going to be quite the yo-yo effect for me. I know. Unintended. (laughs) I know. (laughs) All right. Anything else important you'd like to say? I'm just really glad the drought's almost over. So with that, we are going to leave you on the floor and walk out into the rain on our way out. Thanks, everybody, for being with us as we continue our roll through the Defenders universe on Netflix as we prepare for the season seven finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We are definitely glad that you are hanging out with us and we will complete the Defenders after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season seven. Yes, thank you for listening to our therapy sessions about Iron Fist. We really appreciate it. All right. Until next time, I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. Got a few more seizures to use my coffee cup. You could always use your coffee cup. Yeah, but they're like themes on this show. This is Defenders. Okay. Keep just mentioning the ending of things. But we get Disney Plus stuff. Yay! Oh, God, that's right. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. So Chris will not be joining us tonight. I spent roughly two hours Wednesday night troubleshooting with him trying to find out if he could join us and turns out it's a hardware limitation but it gave me a whole new appreciation on StreamYard and what the requirements are on StreamYard as well as what kind of hardware requirements and internet speed and lighting and a whole bunch of stuff okay yep lots of stuff which I thought was immaterial to StreamYard because I just thought StreamYard just worked with just about anything out there. I thought it lightened the load on everybody's computer. Apparently not. So he wanted to join us, but he couldn't. So Chris will not be joining us tonight. I spent eh, roughly two hours Wednesday night troubleshooting with him. 
trying to find out if he could join us. And turns out it's a hardware limitation, but it gave me a whole new appreciation on StreamYard and what the requirements are on StreamYard, as well as what kind of hardware requirements and internet speed and lighting and a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. Yep. Lots of stuff, which I thought was immaterial to StreamYard because I just thought StreamYard worked with just about anything out there. I thought it lightened the load on everybody's computer. Apparently not. So he wanted to join us, but he couldn't. This past week I received I was I was pleasantly surprised because you never know when you have to buy stuff off eBay if you're actually gonna get what you thought you were gonna get. And I saw the sewing machine. Yeah the sewing machine. So the sewing machine broke or the sewing machines in the house broke so I'm like okay well go get a new one of course you can't find them anywhere because either everybody's using them to make masks or to create a new hobby since they're all at home one or the other and all of the online stores were out and everything so i had to go to the secondary market went to ebay and found the same machine that goes for well, it depends on what store, 149 or 189 so 150 to $190, and the same machine was $306 on eBay. Good Lord. It's like, God bless it. And I had my doubts. I was like, okay, what truck did this fall off of sort of thing, right? And when we got it, it was in the original packing that you would get from a store, the original outer box. And it had a Amazon billing state, you know, the address state or whatever, clearly annotating that it was originally purchased from Amazon. So that, that was on there. And the only doubt that I had was the top of the box was double taped. And you know, some manufacturers of heavy stuff, double tape boxes and the sewing machine is heavy and some don't. So I was pleasantly surprised when I opened it up and everything looked like it had been hermetically sealed in the original packing. Uh, so it looked like it did, hadn't been taken out or used or anything. It wasn't a, a return unit or a refurbished unit or anything. But yeah, that came in last week. So what, Wednesday? It was supposed to come Thursday. It came a day early on Wednesday and took it out of the box and it worked. And there are new face coverings, facial masks now in the house. I am going to get pertinent to this podcast. I am actually going to get a Marvel characters, Marvel comic book character mask made. That's cool. Yeah. Somebody donated some material. So I'm able to go ahead and do that. Okay. I already got a Star Wars one. This will be a nice one to have. And as well as when I go back to work, I'm going to have to wear a mask. So it'd be nice to have between five and seven total to use. Yeah. You know, keep one in the car, wear one to work and then they go in the laundry that's when you get home uh, and then prevent since none of this stuff is pre-shrunk you have to prevent shrinkage so yeah you can't throw it through the dryer it's got a air dry basically but the other thing that's impossible to find right now is elastic like the simple quarter inch elastic to sew onto them so i found some on amazon that was prime deliverable and i have no idea what the normal cost is but it was 37 dollars for a roll of 100 yards wow it's the little things that people need yeah material sewing machine thread needles i bought some extra needles too i didn't know how fast we'd be going through them since now first of all i'm not the one who sews not that guys can't so i just never learned and one of the things that, okay, but I know a lot of, there's a lot of male tailors out that do great jobs, but I don't sew. And I just knew that the old ones were so messed up that they were going through needles left and right backwards. So apparently I have enough sewing needles, sewing machine needles to last until 2100. <laughs> and of course I say that now. Yeah, you say that now. You know, in the future. 
have you been watching? I know your mom has been watching any of the CW shows. Did you pay attention this past week? No. Good. What happened? Legends of Tomorrow um, had a couple interesting things happen, but of course, a lot of the wrong things happened. Like uh, Sarah's girlfriend just significantly reduced her role on the show just for no reason whatsoever sort of thing. And um, just certain things happen. I mean, I get the premise of the show, but it's, it's like they're not being true to some of the characters. Yeah. There's that. And I'm wondering how they're going to end the other shows that haven't shot their finales. I'm really wondering, is it going to be cliffhanger? Are they going to try to wrap them up or whatever? So it's curiosity at this point of how they're handling it. But you're not missing anything if you don't watch. Have you been watching? I know your mom has been watching any of the CW shows. Did you pay attention this past week? No. Good. What happened? Legends of Tomorrow um, had a couple interesting things happen, but of course, a lot of the wrong things happened. Like uh, Sarah's girlfriend just significantly reduced her role on the show just for no reason whatsoever, sort of thing. And, um, it just certain things happen. I mean, I get the premise of the show, but it's it's like they're not being true to some of the characters. Yeah. There's that. And I'm wondering how they're going to end the other shows that haven't shot their finales. I'm really wondering, are, is it going to be cliffhanger? Are they going to try to wrap them up or whatever? So it's curiosity at this point of how they're handling it. But you're not missing anything if you don't watch. Anything else important you'd like to say? I'm just really glad the drought's almost over. And then there will be a forever drought. Okay. I wanted to end on a positive. Everybody who is listening, please note, Michelle wanted to end on the positive. Through the magic of editing, it probably did. Okay. All right. Sure. Cool. I'll live with that. So with that, we are going to leave you on the floor and walk out into the rain on our way out. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2020.